Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, Bully Ray and I talk all about Monday Night Raw and especially Money in the Bank. From this past Saturday and your Money in the Bank winners, Liv Morgan and Theory and their future moving forward. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. From this past Saturday at Money in the Bank, Liv Morgan wins the Money in the Bank. Briefcase cashes in, beats Ronda Rousey, is your new SmackDown Women's Champion. And Bully, you said something interesting that I want to follow up on. And a lot of people caught it on social media. A lot of people were like, oh boy. Liv is winning just from the expression and how emotional she was coming down the entrance ramp to enter the Money in the Bank match. So did you see that as well on Saturday night? Absolutely. I mean, in my opinion, but I've been doing this for a while, so I can tell these things. You know, you can kind of tell when somebody's not happy about going out there and, you know, possibly doing a job or you can tell when somebody's going out there and, and they're going over because they're just so excited. And, you know, a, a girl like Liv, she's got a hell of a story, you know, c- coming from Elmwood Park, New Jersey and working her way up, you know, the ladder, the ups and downs. Your job is not to stooge it off by the way you go out there. You should be you you, you, you you'll never know if Brock Lesnar is going to win or lose by his entrance. You'll never know if Randy Orton is going to win or lose by his entrance. You'll never know if John Cena is going to win or lose by his entrance. You're not supposed to be a, you know, uh, a, a mark, so to speak, for the finish. It's business. And you go out there as your character every single time the same way. But no, it's not that big of a deal. Listen, it was an exciting night for Liv. She was she was amped up. She was juiced up. She was ready to go. And, you know, she probably it's, it, it's a very big deal for for her, as is a championship for any of us. The first time we win something. Um, so, yeah, you, you could tell. And I'm sure a lot of nation members could tell also just by, you know, listening to the show and the little tidbits that we give them. Nonetheless, it was an exciting night. Let me go back to last night, though. Let me go to Liv's promo. Sure. First first time we hear from Liv Morgan on Monday, despite the fact that she's the SmackDown champion, we (laughs) hear from her last night on Monday Night Raw. What did you think of Liv's promo last night? It wasn't great. And and I think, and I could be wrong, and you could probably blow this up, Bully, in the fact that it's like, I felt almost like they gave her a microphone and said, 
just go out there and speak whatever's on your mind. Because that's what it felt like to me. Listen, it was great moment on Saturday. I feel great for Liv. I'm a fan of Liv. Both of you and I are. She's been on this show before. She's, she's a Jersey girl, so I'm a fan. But it felt like she almost got lost last night because she was talking about how, how what a great moment it was and how happy she was, and it just kind of went on a little bit too long. And then, you know, cue music and out comes, you know, Natalia, then Carmella, then Bianca and everything else. And it was just a, a crazy segment to begin with. But um, now, you're, now we're over that. Now th- when we see her on SmackDown on Friday, Bully, and I'm sure we will, now we're going to have to see the business side of what's going on because we just saw the emotional side last night. So now we're going to have to see. a. She can't just keep playing that emotional card again and again, especially since they threw her out there last night on Raw. Last night, I did, I felt the exact opposite of you. I mean, I, I felt the same way. I did not think it was a I didn't think it was a strong promo from her. I will say this. The people were behind her at first, yes. but then it, it it started to trail off a bit. Uh, I believe that she was trying to memorize a promo last night. Um, they're never going to hand Liv Morgan a microphone and just say, here's five minutes. Go say whatever the hell you want to say. And unfortunately, when I hear Liv talk last night, I feel like I'm watching somebody who's playing a pro wrestler as opposed to being a pro wrestler. You know, this whole we did it, guys. If it wasn't for you guys, you guys got me all the way through. It's uber baby face chase the hug stuff. And I understand why they do it. But I want to see Liv come out there and really stand on her own two feet. I want to see her stand up there verbally and physically, like even the physicality last night with Carmella and Natty. I need Liv to really like bow up and lay that physicality in and make it look real. It's, you know, Liv is not the, she, she, it, she, she's a smaller woman in the WWE. Her physicality has to look that much better. So it's unfortunate. It's not that it's unfortunate, but you could tell that she's memorizing lines. And I believe that's why you feel like she got lost because when you're just memorizing what you have to say, however, This is the tightening of the screws. This is a little bit of, we're not nitpicking. We're just being honest about our opinion. The people were there for her. But the minute she spoke last night, she started to scream. Like she was screaming uh, into the microphone out of excitement. Don't scream right off the bat. Build to that. Build to that scream at the end to show how, you know, happy you are about the situation. But this is her personality. This is the way the WWE likes to present her. So, did you feel like the people were behind her last night? Yeah, I mean, I think it's exactly what you said, Bully. I think they were at the beginning. I think it carried over, right? I think everybody was surprised that she won the Money in the Bank match. I think everybody was shocked that she cashed in against Ronda Rousey and now is your new champion. And I think that carried over into last night. I think the fans really do love Liv Morgan. Why, Bully? Because it's the ultimate underdog story. Here's Liv Morgan at... You know, we always used to say it. Hey, they did a great documentary on Liv Morgan on the WWE Network, and they never did anything with her. Boy, they they have something there. And then she had championship opportunities, always came up short. Underdog, it's a great moment, but now what's next? And I think that's what was happening. 
there was if I think if she would have done the moment where she's holding up the championship, I can't believe it. This is for us. This is our moment, and then get into whatever piece of business is next for her and that championship. It didn't really happen last night, and I think, like you said, it started to lose the crowd just a little bit at the end of that promo. And, you know, she talked about going through her ups and downs and how the people never left her side, especially on social media. That's fine. I like that. But when you say, like, you know how I won this championship? It's because you guys got me through. It's like it's just a little too much of a chase of the hug for me in a promo. Like, no, Liv, you won this. You did this on your own. Yes, you had the support of the fans, just like any other baby face does. But I want you to acknowledge how you're the one that made this happen and that you appreciate the people having your back, not that they're the one that helped you win the championship. Does that make sense to you, Dave? Yeah, it, it does, because I, I think, Bully, at some point, yes, you said it's the ultimate babyface move. If it wasn't for the fans, I wouldn't be in this position. But now you are. So now you represent us fans now. How are you going to defend this title? How are you going to keep that championship? It can't always be, wow, I'm so happy and I'm so lucky to have this opportunity to be a champion. No, at some point, it's got to turn around. I'm interested how she's going to address the crowd on SmackDown on Friday, Bully. You got your, you got your big win at Money in the Bank. All right. That's, you, got, you got that pop. That's out of the way. Yep. You got your promo on Monday Night Raw. Okay, and now you had the match last night teaming with Bianca Belair. That's a lot in two nights, right? Yes. All right, Friday night. Now you're on your own. Now let's see what you got. The chase is one thing. Watching a talent like uh, like a Liv Morgan chase always works. Underdog chasing always works. Now are we tuning in to see Liv defend? And who will be breathing down her neck on SmackDown? Because with a, with a babyface champion like a Liv, you need a brooding heel standing over you. Listen, if Liv Morgan was able to counter a Ronda Rousey ankle lock and get the win over the baddest woman on the planet, I think this would be a great opportunity for a Shayna Baszler to step up play the bully role against uh, uh, an underdog like a Liv Morgan. It's going to listen. We've, we've talked about this with championship runs since you and I have been doing shows together. It's all about the follow-up. Whoever this first opponent is going to be for Liv Morgan. It's a, it's an important, it's an important story bully. It has to be somebody strong because a lot of people, Hey, Love the moment. What a surprise. What a shock. But it's all about the follow-up. This is a crucial show for Liv Morgan on Friday night for SmackDown. I believe so. And it's true. What she says on that microphone is going to be crucial also. We, we had that moment last night. Okay, we get it. Thank you very much for acknowledging the people and giving the people credit. Yep, we got your back, Liv. What's next? What are you going to do for me now? 
This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast. Here you are, BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, let me just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Ronda Rousey, bully. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about Liv Morgan beating Ronda. The follow-up isn't going to be with Ronda. I don't know if when, if or when we're ever going to see Ronda again. Ronda left that ring and it felt like her goodbye. She was hugging, slapping, giving high fives on the way out as she was leaving after losing uh, to Liv Morgan. It's going to be interesting who they follow up with. I mean, storyline-wise, Bully, from what we saw yesterday, Natalia, maybe? But then... You're going to have Natalia. I mean, Natalia was just in a championship match at Money in the Bank against Bianca Belair. I mean, I'm not Bianca Belair, against Ronda Rousey and lost. So you can't put her in now another championship match for the SmackDown Championship, can you? 
I mean, you could put her in a rematch. When you ask me, can they do something? Yes, they can do anything that they want. You could put them in a rematch. You have to give Liv a quality follow-up win. So what's the next pay-per-view on tap? The SummerSlam. So let me see here. And it's like three or four weeks away, right? It's, it's, it's three and a half weeks away. Less than a month. It's SummerSlam. That changes things. You probably need a heavy hitter, right? I mean, I, I mean, and, and listen, I love Natalia, but Natalia just lost to Ronda Rousey uh, this weekend at Money in the Bank. I, I don't know if you can now put her in another championship match again against the new champion when you just lost your opportunity. What if SummerSlam Slam sees the return of Charlotte Flair? There you go. Now you got me. To me, that's a championship match at SummerSlam. Charlotte Flair against Liv Morgan. You bring Charlotte back on TV. And then you do Charlotte versus Liv. And then when Charlotte beats Liv, you can watch social media blow up right before your very eyes. <laughs> no, I, I think when Liv Morgan is addressing the WWE Universe on SmackDown on Friday, Charlotte Flair's music hits. Out comes Charlotte. There's your match for SummerSlam. And that's I mean, a SummerSlam. It is, it's match. SummerSlam. It's your, it's your second biggest match of yes. uh, uh, pay-per-view of the year. Charlotte's been on the shelf. Lord knows they could use her, ba- use her back. They definitely need her back. I mean, I mean can you, do you have the list of SmackDown, women on SmackDown right now? I mean, listen, does it? I mean, here's the thing. I mean, right, and what see. about Bailey? Where the hell is Bailey been? She's still recover from everything I hear. She's still recovering. So hit that list. Do you have All it right. or not? I'm I'm bringing it up right now because now it's hard. Like I don't even know who's on SmackDown and who's on Raw anymore. No, no, uh, they're just flip flopping talent. And they yeah. do whatever they want. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart. Definitely not. Okay. Uh, and you know what? I want to have. I want to talk to you later about that. The Shotzi, her, her tweet. Did you see her tweets? Yes, I did. Yeah, I think we. Need, I, I want to discuss that because uh, just I, I don't believe talent should be addressing uh, things that go right or wrong on, on social media the way she did. But we'll talk about that later. I definitely Lacey Evans. Well, Lacey Evans is she Raw or SmackDown? Lacey Evans. I don't know. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, maybe L- Lacey versus Liv at SummerSlam. Yes or no? No. Doesn't feel big enough to me. No, and I think Lacey Evans is is poised as a babyface. So, do you want to put her in that? You know, Ra- same thing with like a Ra- Raquel Gonzalez. I mean, she's a babyface. You want to put her in Liv Morgan for her first championship program at SummerSlam? Got to go up against the heel. You would imagine, you knew, as I said at the beginning of the show, I, I said somebody like a Shayna Baszler, if you wanted to, you know, pick somebody new, but I don't think it's going to be Shayna with SummerSlam right around the corner. No, I mean, and, and you got to build up Shayna to put oh, her yeah, in a She's complete and, repackaging. Yes, a complete yes. repackaging. I, I don't think you have enough time. I, it's got to be Charlotte. I think you really need to bring Charlotte back. It's tough. Because you don't have, I mean, you've lost a lot with Bailey being hurt, Charlotte stepping away, with you know, with Sasha Banks being gone. Those those are heavy hitters that are now off the grid. You you definitely need a, a Charlotte Flair to come back. And to me, that's a SummerSlam matchup. 
Do you want to go out to the Busted Open Nation quickly for a first time? Bully? Sure, let's go. All right, let's go out to John in Queens. What's going on, John? What do you want to say about Liv Morgan? Hey, uh, good morning, guys. Happy 4th. Hope you had a great weekend. I had an awesome um, weekend, man. Awesome, awesome. Uh, unfortunately for Liv Morgan, I don't, I don't think this is going to be a, a long reign. I don't think uh, this is going to be a crazy, memorable one. I just think she's just champion, like transitional type for uh, either uh, Ronda to turn heel and get it back from her. Because if Ronda goes up against Liv, I mean, who's the heel? You know what I mean? It's obviously Ronda. Fans are going to turn on her just like they turned on her a couple years ago. You could go in two different directions. Either you could have Ronda win and turn heel at SummerSlam, or you could have Ronda's about to win the title and Charlotte screws her, and you continue that program of Charlotte and Ronda but without the title and have Liv Morgan go on a little bit of a run before inevitably giving it up to either Charlotte or Ronda because the main story right now on SmackDown is those two. Well, well, John, and thanks for the phone call. That's if Ronda's going to stick around. I mean, right. I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out on Friday. I just have the way she left that match on Saturday. I don't think Ronda's sticking around. I, and if I, Charlotte I, is coming, and if Charlotte's coming back, there's probably no need for Ronda to stick around right now. Or and if she is, it's probably for Charlotte and Ronda. And Liv Morgan is going to be a transitional champion. And is going to drop the championship to either Charlotte or or Ronda. I, I got to tell you, the, uh, last night I would I wouldn't have not been surprised if somebody would have beaten Liv last night for that championship because I don't think she's your long term champion. I think she's your feel good moment champion leading into SummerSlam. I'd be shocked if they did. I mean, anything can happen, but I don't see her um, being a long term champion for the WWE. Bully, let me ask you this, because I was shocked when I saw Liv, try, and then as soon as Ronda put that ankle lock on Liv, I was like, what are they doing? To just having her go out just to lose on the same night. Like, were you shocked when Liv beat Ronda on Saturday? I was not shocked by the victory. I was shocked by how they executed it, because as I said at the top of the show, I don't believe Ronda Rousey should have had that ankle lock on Liv Morgan as long as she did. It, it, to me, it kills the believability and the credibility. Ronda Rousey should be able to snap your ankle, your thumb, your knee, your neck, whatever it is within a second if she gets a hold on you. So if she would have got the hold on Liv and Liv would have rolled right through into the pin, then I would have loved it. I just thought it was on too long. That, that's Except- Nope, not, you know, that, I, I, that's my take on that moment in time, despite the fact that Liv got a great reaction when she did win. So there was those on the other side would say, but look at how much anticipation we built up in that moment. We would have never gotten the same reaction. I call bullshit. You would have got a bigger reaction if she would have hooked it, hooked the ankle lock, and then Liv would have immediately kicked and rolled through. I'm Bob Kendrick, president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum and host of Black Diners, a Sirius XM original podcast. Right now on your podcast feed, 
I'm telling the story of the great Satchel Paige with Guardians pitcher Tristan McKenzie. To know what he meant to the city of Cleveland is huge to know that I could just drag on his coattails a little bit and feel like I'm a part of his legacy. Don't miss Black Diamonds. Available now on the SXM app, included with all of our trials and popular plans, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Let's get into what we saw on Saturday. And the other Money in the Bank winner, Austin Theory, or I should call him Just Theory. What did you think? of the win by theory on Saturday night. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Okay. The future, the next guy, future world champion. Austin theory has nothing but upside potential in the WWE. Drop the belt to Bobby, right? He, He lost to Bobby, right? Yes. And then he wins the money in the bank. So you immediately forget about the loss. Who cares? He's got the money in the bank briefcase uh, right now, which means more than anything else. Which is, again, and we'll get into this a little bit more, which is what surprised me that last night on Raw, they throw him right back into a story with Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but we'll get into that a little bit later on. I'm hoping this leads to something with Cena. This whole money in the bank briefcase thing with Cena. I mean, I hope that it has to, right? I mean, you had that face off between Theory and Cena just last week at the 20th celebration for John Cena. That's got to lead someplace. I was, I got to admit, I was a little disappointed in last night that it seems like Theory is getting thrown right back into a championship match with Bobby Lashley. I, de- I definitely don't want to see anything between Theory and Lashley. I believe that they had to get the strap off of Theory for a reason. The reason being the Money in the Bank briefcase. That briefcase means more to him than the U.S. Championship right now. And the U.S. Championship around Bobby's waist is, <clears throat> excuse me, a definitely a good idea. I want to see the return of a John Cena. Wouldn't it be interesting <clears throat> if John Cena was to somehow get that Money in the Bank briefcase away from Austin Theory? Well, I mean, right now, so it is official. Lashley is going to face Theory for the United States Championship at SummerSlam. Um, listen, things can change, but that match is official for SummerSlam. So, Bully, 
could you, I, I, I don't know, change that matchup? Could, could Theory lose that money in the bank briefcase to Cena somehow? Some, I, I don't know. Just moving forward, Austin Theory having the money in the bank briefcase, obviously, as I said, it does it does a lot for him. But does he win the U.S. championship back and have the U.S. championship and the briefcase? Does that do anything for the United States championship? Because it definitely doesn't do any world championship. Sorry, it definitely doesn't do anything for Lashley. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, um, for for theory, though, I threw that question at you kind of as a swerve. It actually does a lot for theory to be the the have the money in the bank and the U.S. championship. Have we ever had anybody be the U.S. champion and have the money in the bank briefcase? I can't think of anyone offhand. No. Last night, he said he was going to go on to have the U.S. championship and the world heavyweight championship. He, if he were to get the championship back from Lashley, now he's the U.S. champion. He's got the money in the bank briefcase, and he's going to go on to try to cash in. I mean, it's a pretty big deal for a, a young kid like that. But still, I hope Cena is on the horizon because I'm wondering – and I have no idea what's going on in the deep future for, for the WWE, but with like Cody and the injuries, is Cena away? Is there a way for Cena to come back, win the money in the bank from the briefcase from Austin Theory, and then somehow Cena cashes in and we see the splitting up of the championships again? I mean, we could, I mean, that's possible. I mean, it's so funny, Bully. You and I were always talking about how we wanted that championship unified. And now, with the way some of the stories are going and the way the roster is split between Raw and SmackDown, maybe it would be better off to have the two championships. I don't know. I still think that the unified championship is better. But if you're bringing Cena back, I mean, right now, I... This is just me, and we can get into a lot of what people are talking about on social media on Saturday. I can't see a theory cashing in against a Roman or a Brock Lesnar. I, I, I just don't see it. But if somehow Cena was to be champion, that I could see. I just can't see it with Roman or Brock. Uh, right now, no, I, I can't see that either. Although... What if we would have said that Liv was going to cash in on Ronda Rousey and win? No, we, I would have thought you were crazy. So, in, you know, it, this is pro wrestling. Anything can happen at any time. We know that. Th- this one, it, don't definitely don't see the writing on the wall with it, which is good because I'd rather be uh, surprised. But Theory is doing a great job. I loved what I saw from him last night. <clears throat> I love what I see from him every time he goes out there. There's there's so much potential. He's not liked. He's on his way to some yeah. good a good heel run, which he's having already. I would have liked to have seen the association with Vince continue, but I don't I don't know if that's possible. I mean, we've seen Vince a lot. We saw Vince on Raw. We've seen Vince on SmackDown. I would have loved the one time to see Vince at Money in the Bank. Because how great would it have been when Adam Pierce made that announcement that there was now going to be an eighth entrant and out comes Vince McMahon with Theory and just throws Theory out there. That that would have been a moment to use Vince McMahon was on this past Saturday show. Especially if Vince, if, if 
Pierce would have come out there and gave the people a really cool surprise. Let's just say Vince would have, uh, 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 Pierce would have said, oh, the eighth entrant is, I don't know, pick out some baby face, you know, um, you know, uh, Ray Mysterio, who, who, whoever it was going to be, you know, wow. whatever. And then you hit Vince's music and Vince comes out and goes, no, get in the back. The eighth entrant is Austin Theory. I mean, that would be would... great. And, and then and then Theory wins. It's even more heat for him. Agreed. And, and, and Vince was there because Vince, along with Stephanie and Triple H, were at UFC uh, on Saturday night. So, you know, Vince was there. That would have been a cool moment because we've seen so much from Vince McMahon. Why not use him and bring it back to where it all started with was Vince seeing something in Austin Theory? This is why I want to see if, if Cena comes back, knowing how high Vince is on Cena and how high he is on Theory. I'd love to see the three of them involved in something. Vin, Vince being in Theory's corner does you know, a world of good for Austin theory, but I'm sure they're being very selective about what Vince does now in the ring based on what's going on outside of the ring. And, and with everything, you know, that was going on with commentary, cause Corey and Jimmy Smith are saying that the reason theory got that eighth spot was because of Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon probably gave him that eighth spot. So it would have been cool seeing Vince McMahon to be able to do that. That's the other thing. Cause you talked about, and, not just you, but everybody on social media was talking about Liv Morgan and how Liv Morgan almost stooged her victory because of her crying as she was going you know, to the Money in the Bank match on Saturday. I'm, I was surprised that Adam Pearce came out and made a surprise eighth entrant in that match because as soon as Austin Theory came out, I was like, you know what? Austin Theory is winning the Money in the Bank briefcase. Yeah, I mean, that kind of uh, stooged it off. You knew it was going to happen, um, but but I have no problem with it. You know, Dave, we sit back trying to analyze and figure out what the WWE is doing or trying to do is almost pointless at times because things change so last minute over there. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen, and it's like, Think something will change over there and it'll make sense for that night what they need to do, but it won't make sense to us in the, in the scheme of whatever stories they're trying to tell, or at least the story we thought that they were trying to tell, you know, and um, you know, there was a point brought up uh, in our pre pre-show today about um, I guess on the Saturday show, Andreas and Ryan had talked about does throwing theory into the match at the last minute kind of derail fans from buying into what the WWE is trying to, the stories that they're trying to do, tell leading up to something like Money in the Bank. Yeah, I, I, and, and like Andreas was saying, uh, you know, on, on the post show on Sunday morning that, you know what, like, why even have these stories if you're just going to throw it all out the window come the pay-per-view? He's got a point because... Okay, then what else do you do? I, I don't know, maybe make stories that make sense. I like, and, and I'll say this. SmackDown, you didn't need to watch SmackDown this past Friday. You go into SmackDown, and there was still one entrant left, right, for the ladder match, for the men's ladder match. So you have a battle royal to see who's going to win and be that seventh entrant. And Baron Corbin wins. So Baron Corbin is now in the Money in the Bank ladder match 
on on Saturday at the pay per view, and then there's a whole scuttle in the back with Adam Pierce and everything else. So you know what we're gonna have now on the same show a second chance for that seventh spot, and then Madcap Moss wins, and then it becomes irrelevant at the pay per view because now there's an Ave spot out of nowhere, which is given to Austin Theory. It's it's almost ridiculous, bully, and it almost tells the audience, you know what? You didn't even need to tune into SmackDown this past Friday. You got duped, and that's exactly what happened on Saturday night. Unfortunately, it's programming, Dave, and that's all that it comes down to. It might not always make sense, but you're still tuned in. I know that these uh, the reasoning that I give is very frustrating to hear at times, especially when I say because, but that's what it is. They need to fill their two or three hours. These are the matches that will fill the time. This is what we're going to do. I understand the point of why should we watch, but all it is is a two or three hour variety show that they want you to open your brain up at the beginning of the show, close your brain at the end of the show, and then move on. Yeah, and, and, and bully, but I think that's the point that Andreas was making is the fact that it is just filler. Like, all you really need to do with the WWE is watch those shows. And by the way... They never disappoint. Case in point, Saturday's Money in the Bank. I mean, that was, from start to finish, a great show. But you don't necessarily need to watch the three-hour Raw on a Monday or the SmackDown on a Friday night because especially the build towards Money in the Bank, it's all filler. You know, you always say, all killer, no filler. In the WWE, it's all filler, no killer, until you get to the pay-per-view, and then it's all killer, no filler. But uh, that's exactly that, what it is. And that's what it is. When you have to fill that much programming every week and you're booking week to week for the most part, though, these are the, the, the situations that they run into. So I, I completely understand the point, but if, you, if, if they didn't do that, they'd have nothing on their TV shows. I, I would almost like to see Money in the Bank come down to a lethal lottery situation. Pick names out of a hat. The luck yeah, of the draw. Because you know why? Because the matches, the qualifying matches, don't really, they didn't really make much sense. Because if you they had, don't mean anything, then do something that's going to keep people uh, in anticipation and excited. I, You know what, Bully? Your idea is a great one. Because if you had on a SmackDown, like let's just say on Raw, you have the lethal lottery or whatever it is for the women's ladder match. And then on SmackDown for the men's, I'm tuning in to find out. Because the qualifying matches, Bully, really make no sense and are unnecessary. Why? Because especially this run of matches, you had tag matches for crying out loud. Like that's... That's bizarre. And then you have the second chance matches. So even if you lose, you're going to get a second chance. Hell, on SmackDown, we got a second chance qualifying match within the same show. So that tells you right there, you really don't need to tune into these qualifying matches because at the end of the day, it really doesn't mean anything anyway. Lethal lottery style, money in the bank. Pick the names out of the hat. I think the same amount of people would tune in out of morbid curiosity than as they do. Listen, it's money in the bank that sells. It, yes. It's it, people are going to watch money in the bank, no matter what, because the briefcase now means something. So uh, I don't know. I, I agree with the point of like, well, what, what's, what's the point of even watching? Well, we need programming. And then it, it means nothing. You're just going to throw somebody in at but, the end. It's like, 
it's almost like as if you if you think too much about this, you're going to drive yourself crazy. But bully, and, and it's I, I mean, no disrespect for what I'm about to say, but your answer, though, correct is lazy because it's lazy for the booking. Like, yes, we you could come on here and say, yeah, it's just entertainment for the sake of entertainment. It's just filler to fill programming, but it doesn't need to be. You have the opportunity three hours on a Monday and two hours on a Friday to fill it with killer programming. Like you can make it make sense. You can have it be something that's must watch. They choose not to. Don't I always tell you that I like everything to mean something in pro wrestling? Yes. Yes. So I genuinely feel that way. I'm just telling you what they're doing, what, what, what they do. It doesn't make sense. That's why it's very difficult sometimes, as I said, to break down the WWE because it just, it is what it is. It's like, here's our show this week. Love it or hate it, whatever. We'll see you next week. Or maybe we won't. Yeah, I I think that's what it is. We've never uh, stopped watching. No matter how frustrated or or, you, you never stop watching. It's in our blood. It's in our DNA. It's hard to stop, but it could be so much better and they can make it better because how do I know? Because at the end of the day, when you rely on the talent and to me, those pay-per-views, those premium live events, whatever you want to say, that's when you're relying on the talent. That's when the creativity, the storytelling, all those things end. And it's really on the backs of the talent to perform. They never fail. They never fail. You're it's really the creative. You're also in a situation up there where creative tries very, very hard week to week to come up with good original programming. And then it has to go through so much of a filtration process. Mm-hmm. V- multiple layers of filtration before it finally gets to Vince. And then Vince makes his decision on whether or not he likes it for the week. And will this work for programming for the week? And then you might have people who chime in and go, yeah, Vince, but this doesn't make sense because we did this last week or we got this coming up and it's like, it'll be fine. It'll work this week. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of sports programming and podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.